0: Only one network is bold enough to bring you the story of the first Thanksgiving as you've never experienced it before. With fabulous musical numbers, it's the Thanksgiving that almost wasn't.
1: It's a wonderful day to say thank you.
0: But that's not all. No, it's remastered for a better sound. The action of Thanksgiving has never Sounded So spectacular The food so tasty And the drama so dramatic
2: What do you know about that?
0: But that's not all We're also showing your favorite Thanksgiving cartoons Haven't we forgotten something, children? But that's not Well, no, that's pretty much all It's a virtual feast of Thanksgiving fun All day Thanksgiving Day On The Soul of Detroit Gobble, gobble, gobble (laughs)
1: It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now, Albert? Wow. We uh, we usually have to get several minutes into the show before I'm disobeyed, but uh, this time orders have been disregarded. Before we have even started, that was... What do you not- mean? we got
0: a lot to do today. What is this the intro? disobeyed and orders being disregarded? What are you talking about? Who are you? Not
1: the intro I dialed up. That was uh, what? somebody called an audible. I thought I, at least, at least with the other guy you hear, Omaha, before they do something what? you're not expecting. What intro did you want? Swifty what happened to Schwifty? Well, no, he, he wanted
0: him. to hear himself talk. I just wanted, to and make you make interrupted sense. him,
1: trying to be topical. So, oh yeah, because so,
2: nothing's more topical than Thanksgiving.
1: So Mark is sitting over there, as satisfied. He, he looks so smug. I thought I was staring at Sean Windsor for a minute, but uh,
2: I thought it was great intro.
0: I love your projection.
1: It was, a, it was a very good very intro. Very Trumpian. But I, I just, uh, God forbid, should we go against the, I was. Uh,
0: I know. I thought he was he like says. he loved committees and he loved uh, everybody. Putting in their say, and but apparently not.
2: Yeah, not so, so. Not so egalitarian, is it?
0: So, so no, he's really not. He's got a little scarf on, and now look at him.
1: We're sixty <laughs> seconds into the show. I've been, I've been completely disobeyed, and Sean's taking a shot at Trump. So we're back on track. So we're, no, I'm not taking a shot. No. I'm
0: just saying, you know, Trumpian. <laughs> you can take it how you want it.
1: You feel bad because you've voted for him twice. Is this you're trying to? I voted for him yourself? four times, actually. Four times. <laughs> yeah. What when he was Mister Universe? Yeah. Okay. Ah. Uh, Anyways, it's your old pal uh, M. L. Elric already defeated. Um, at one point, one of our listeners, are you okay? You okay? You said right? I was a, a beta male. Now I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what's further down the Greek alphabet about. It, but uh, but I'm going to try and I'm going to endeavor to persevere and 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 kick off our Thanksgiving week uh, uh, with uh, with a plum. And we're, one of the reasons why we. Uh, we struggle so much because... It's uh, because
0: of words like endeavor and aplomb. We, Speak some English, please. Because
1: Mark Felhauer's here and Sean is here. But we do have a special guest who's going to redeem us. That's Steve Byrne, the executive director of the Freep Film Festival. This is his first year in charge of the Freep Film Festival, which has inspired the term the Byrne curse at the <laughs> Freep, <laughs> at the Freep Film Festival offices. So uh, Steve uh, yeah. Steve knows my pain, and, and we'll be talking to him a little bit uh, more about that, including... Uh, a movie that I can't wait to see more of. I'll just I'll just tease you with the title, "Dope Hookers and Pavement," which is also uh, my Christmas list this year. So so we'll be talking to Steve in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about a place I'm going to go as soon as this show ends. Where? Uh, well, uh, oh, somebody on Facebook live has said straight to hell. No, that's that's not true. Um, it's uh, Royal Brian Ford because I'm getting some new tires. I'm getting my oil changed. They're gonna try and fix this rapid blinker thing I got going. And uh, maybe a couple other things we'll throw in there. Maybe maybe I'll get one of those little pine trees for the mirror. I think those uh, those are probably optional. but uh, but Royal Brian Ford is the place to go if you need work done on your ride or if you need a new ride. My mom bought a Ford Focus wagon there so long ago that she'd be mad if I told you because she's already upset that I mentioned how old she is. We'll have more on that later (laughs) in the show. Hope she'll still be with us because she is, of course, very old. And uh, 111,000 miles later, she is still a satisfied customer. In fact, she said her last wish is not to mention... Again, how old she is. But she's not alone uh, in worrying about her age. Roy O'Brien Ford has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of 9 Mile and Mac. If you don't quite feel like taking the right track to 9 Mile Mac, go to royobrien.com, that's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N.com, and check out Fast Track, which lets you choose your vehicle and options. But that's not all. You can pick your deal, lease, finance, or cash, get the value of your trade-in, apply for financing and schedule delivery of your ride. If you go in person, Royal Brian Ford is serious about protecting you as well as their employees. I've been to the dealership and I can tell you they are taking every measure to protect your health while you explore your options. To learn more, visit royalbrian.com or call 888 566 5851, and be sure to tell them ML's mom's son sent you. We really appreciate when you let our sponsors know that you found out about them through the show. When I called the scheduled support, I didn't know whether Did they I should say ML sent me because I sent yourself. You sent yourself, so. so I figured i would just show up. They probably recognized your voice. That should probably take care of it.
2: Did you wait until they recognized your voice?
1: No, it's they.
2: I'm surprised you made your own appointment.
1: I'm pretty modest. Yeah, I was going to have my girl do it, but then Sean would say, You're objectifying uh, personal assistance. So I was going to have Mitch Album's girl do it, but she's a woman and too busy uh, booking his next musical, uh, his next book, his next theatrical performance, his next podcast, his next. Uh, That's why radio he needs an program, assistant, right? Next. And I just read a column by him the other day where he was talking about. Tuesdays with Moy changed my life because it, it forced me to slow down. I'm like, now you're doing podcasts <laughs> yeah, and radio. Yeah, you have not slowed down.
2: Don't forget his orphanage and his uh, the ice company yeah, the, place. The water
1: and- ice. No, he does a lot of good work. But this is a guy. I think the one thing he he doesn't sleep. I think he just uh, goes into maybe like he a, should a regeneration
2: chamber. Some people wouldn't mind if he did.
1: Well, there goes uh, there goes my fill in uh, gig for uh, for the music no. The no you didn't say it. I said it. But everybody knows how everyone on this show does everything I tell them, so I'll be blamed for this. Oh, my God.
2: Boy, that cut deep, didn't it, Sean? It did. It's very wounded. You're also cutting into Steve's time.
1: Oh yeah, hey Steve. Uh as you can tell, we, we are desperately need in in a little a little shot of pizzazz. So no pressure, but tell us something amazing so people don't bail on us for that that no bullshit news hour.
3: <laughs> so so you've said that I'm going to redeem the show and bring pizzazz just in the first couple minutes. I'm not sure if I'm uh, prepared to do either, but Yeah, we're uh, off to a bad start. But- <laughs> Come on. Dial it up, brother. Dial it up. Okay. Um, first, thanks. Uh, big fan of the show. Have been a uh, pretty dedicated listener, so thanks for having me cool. on. Okay. Yeah. Real we'll I mean, is that true?
2: We're he's getting trying, warmer. He's trying to rebuild yep. ML's ego. You really mean
1: that, yeah. Steve? we well, had I, a lot of time I'm, on his hands since the film festival fell apart. Is,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> um, so you want um, a guest on just to 100% rip serious,
3: on? Serious, Sean. I, I would say that. Uh, I think I've I've listened to every episode in 2020. I think. Oh. Um I probably did not start as the second you guys were rolling, but um, pandemic year, I've I've been a dedicated listener. Nice, good man.
0: Well, that's, the, yeah, that's impressive. When I mean, was that's a lot of listening to Mike,
2: <laughs> Steve? Um, when was the uh, Freep Film Festival supposed to to be this year?
3: Yeah, so we were, um, as always, going to be in the spring. So the third week of April, which basically meant, you know, a week or so into the pandemic, we knew we were in big trouble. So what we did, we we were going to have, you know, probably 80, 90 events or screenings, you know, at about 10 or 12 different venues. Um, we quickly pivoted and just we did a, a small scale virtual fest that same week um, and showed seven or eight films. And so... At the time, we also said, hey, we'll come back and get inside theaters in December. And the idea was we were going to take everything that we were going to do physically uh, in April and do it in December. Obviously, that was a pipe turned out to be a pipe dream. So we're kind of ending the year with a second mini virtual festival. And that's happening December 2nd and 6th. We wanted to make sure we, you know, we were really committed to trying to do something December. So we figured we'd come back this way.
1: So we were prepared to be a major partner with the Freep Film Festival. When we were relaunching the podcast, some of the meetings that I was having in between leaving Fox 2 and and starting the podcast up again and going – to uh, yes more to about yourself patience, grasshopper, wax on, wax off, so um, so actually, i don 't want to tell you to whack anything, but um, we will be talking about the weed whacker later on that 's a, a wonderful product Focus. From, from Manscaped. but um, but we were going to be a major project uh, partners, and then uh, then then the pandemic hit and it, it threw everything into disarray. I understand one of the casualties from the lineup will be that documentary Masks Off Bitches that you were going to have in one of the venues. But this was going to be an incredibly dynamic event. We're talking about having the Pedal Pub take people to different venues. They're going to be at theaters all over town. We're going to do a live event with, with Drew Lane at Beacon Park there in the heart of downtown. and And now here we are in December just saying – what the hell? But but the the thing that I think is always at the core of these events, whether or not you have all kinds of bells and whistles or partners or not, is the quality of the offering, the product, and and what is it that you have to offer us that people are going to say, you know what? It didn't go the way they planned, but I'm damn glad they stuck it a with long it. Long
2: trip for this yeah. question. Come on, where are we going? <laughs> yeah, where
0: are we going? Yeah. Sorry, so, Steve. I,
1: I did get interrupted a couple times. <laughs> By yourself.
3: <laughs> We're going to review the tape. Well, just <laughs> to go back to your quick reference, uh, quick, the day quick that, uh, about that Whitmer announced that uh, we had the first case in the in Michigan was the night we were going to unveil oh. our lineup. We had a party scheduled and everything. Um, so that whole thing got canceled. But it just Mike, you bringing up the idea that we had the plans for the live podcasts and some of the other extracurriculars tied to the podcast. Um, you know, it's it's har- it's heartbreaking in a way. But to get to the point of your question, um, what do we got? We have five films. Um, you know, like many, uh, like the theme of our of our festival. We're all documentaries. Um, Very often we like to play up strong local angles. And so the lineup of five films kind of hits that. A couple of the films are like really specifically kind of about or set in Detroit. And I think the other ones uh, have strong connections here.
2: Steve, Uh, how did you pick these? I mean, were these five supposed to be back in the spring? And are, are these like the five strongest ones or just the five that you have permission to do? How does that work?
3: Yeah, so um, I would say, well, first of all, four of the five would have been in the physical lineup. A, a fifth one is something that we were chasing at the time, couldn't get, but then became avail- available at the later point. You know, as the year tra- uh, transpired, Wait, can you work? can you
2: say which one which one that is? Because yeah, three sure. three of yeah, them to totally, me are look right up my alley. They all look great, but three in particular. So I'm just wondering, what, yeah, the uh,
3: one that was called coded bias yeah which is a movie about facial recognition uh facial recognition recognition technology you know which has been a super super controversial topic in detroit for must- much of 2020 movie's not set here but takes on uh the central uh talking point there which is that facial recognition technology does not do a good a job um identifying faces of darker skinned people and women as well. So this movie is about that. You've probably seen, and you guys, I think even talked about some of the, the uproar at the Detroit city council approved, uh, the use of that in Detroit over the last couple of years. So that movie really is, fits the Detroit conversation, but is not about Detroit per se. We saw it at Sundance 2020, um, again, kind of just pre-pandemic, and we really wanted to bring it to the April lineup. Um, At the time, it wasn't available to us, but uh, since has become so.
2: Um, Now, one that really stands out, I think, is, uh, and ML, you were talking about this, Dope Hookers and Pavement.
1: I'm I'm afraid to speak now. Oh, please.
3: Um, aside from Mike's Don't Christmas power. list, uh, this is a film about um, the early 80s uh, hardcore punk scene that developed in the cast Quarter of Detroit. Um, it's actually a world premiere. It was going to be part of the April Festival, and we had some uh, great uh, plans for doing live events connected to it. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but um, a really incredible movie that kind of spun out of the fa- fact that some long lost and and perhaps assumed never even existing footage two and a half minutes from these Detroit hardcore shows uh that happened in 1980 um were found and then the person who found them uh gave them to his brother who is a filmmaker and he then built a whole movie out of this two and the movie sprung out of these two and a half minutes Uh, eight millimeter uh you know film footage it's It's just amazing for those that are not familiar with that punk hardcore scene kind of developed in the cast corridor at a a venue called the Freezer Theater and um, bands like Negative Approach, the Meat Men, the Fix played there. And for a small group of people, it became a super strong culture and a really important part of their lives. And that's what this movie gets into.
2: And uh, there's another one on there about uh, NFL cheerleaders. (laughs) What's what's that uh, film about?
3: Yeah, that movie is called A Woman's Work, and essentially it follows the cases of two former NFL cheerleaders, one who uh, cheered for the Bills and one for the Raiders, who end up suing their teams, essentially arguing that they are taken advantage of. In form of uh, being paid little or nothing, and a lot of requirements for being a cheerleader, including spending their own money—you uh, know, whether it's to travel or to get their uh, uniforms made, stuff like that. So it's this is kind of a social justice geared movie where these women just kind of, like said, we're not going to take this anymore. Um, really compelling story and uh, and told in a very, I think, sophisticated and kind of nuanced nuanced way. Um, You hear from people who don't necessarily agree with their lawsuits and you get to spend some time uh, hearing why they might uh, actually be 100% valid. I'm I'm sure the NFL is thrilled about that documentary too. Yeah, the subhead of the movie is actually the NFL's cheerleader problem. So I I think it's fair to say the NFL is probably not... not super excited about this movie.
1: Do, is part of their lawsuit involve having to watch the Raiders and the Bills? Because that seems like <laughs> cruel and unusual punishment as well.
3: Not yeah. this year. You, you, you would have thought maybe the lion, uh, going on that vein, maybe the Lions would have popped in as well.
1: Well, the Lions, being late to every party, just got cheerleaders in time to, to be <laughs> named in the lawsuit. So well done, uh, Ford Hamp family. Um, you know, wh- when, we talk about the Detroit, uh, dope hookers and pavement and old video, I'm wondering, I- I'm sh- I'm sure Steve, you remember Thomas home video. Uh, the Absolutely. Yes. That, I was
3: which, a, 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 incredible video store sure. in Clausen that, yeah. uh, unfortunately isn't around anymore, but, um, was a great place And that I remember it as in the nineties. Um, I think it actually existed before then though.
1: Well, so at, at one point, yeah, they were, they were around in the eighties at one point, the, um, one of the owners uh, was in a band called Sinicide, which I knew about because whenever you did a story on Detroit's music scene, you'd hear from me and say, like, hey, uh, would you like to do a story on Sinicide? But, um And I may have mispronounced it, but... He gave me a video back then called Face the 80s, which I think I still have on VH. Well, I, I still have it, and it would only be on VHS because that's what they had then. And it was also looking at Detroit's uh, sort of punk and, uh, and, and new wave music scene, which was just amazing that somebody had made just as you're getting out of that era because I think people forget that while we're Motown and we got Eminem and Kid Rock and all this other stuff, that this place, with places like the original Bookies, which burned down, with the Shelter, with the Majestic, that Detroit at one time had this incredibly vibrant punk, hardcore, new wave scene. Where you know places like the City Club are still open, but the live music venues, you know, it, it was it was pretty much standard that if you're going out, you're going to get in a mosh pit, and you're probably going to get your your teeth chipped because somebody would headbutt you as you're in there, and and to see. Some of that captured is uh, is amazing. You know, these are these are some great films. How do people see them? I mean, yeah, how do we, so, tap um, into we
3: them? will. Um, it's all virtual, so you can go to freakfilmsbuzzclub. There's film a long Festival. build up to a question.
1: I, I got <laughs> I got away with that wanna, one.
3: I was
2: going
1: to pile up. Sean's pile checking up. his phone. Thank goodness.
2: <laughs> no, I'm. Uh,
0: no, go ahead. I, I hurt I hurt you too deeply, and uh, you know, I want you to heal.
1: Steve, now that Sean's done talking, could you answer our question, please? <laughs>
3: Yeah, sure. So um, if you want to see them, FreeFilmFestival.com has direct links to purchase all of them. Uh, Just got a pretty cheap price, just eight bucks per film. You can watch it over any of the five days of the festival, which is December 2nd to 6th. And uh, once you purchase, you have 48 hours from that point um, to watch a play on your screen. There's also a full festival pass, which would save you, uh, basically give you a film free for 32 bucks. And the one thing I wanted to mention to you about, you know, you referencing that early punk scene, it's really cool in dope hookers and pavement where the Detroit hardcore scene was really built up with a lot of younger people, including many teenagers, 15, 16, 17 year olds. And they refer in the movie multiple times to the that kind of punk scene you're talking about. The one that came just before them, those guys are already the squares to them. And the two scenes really did not interact very much. The hardcore thing was much more about this male, aggressive, young, vibrant energy. And they thought the older punks, the ones that, you know, kind of came out of the Stooges or the Sex Pistols or the MC5 or the Ramones those guys are already squares by the early eighties. And uh, that's one of the really cool things about the film. I think how it, how it delineates that.
1: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because when I was an intern at the free press in 1990, I was dating a woman who used to hang out at bookies and she was younger than me. And when I did the math, I was like, this chick is not only really cool, but she was hanging out at bookies when she must've been 15 years old.
3: It's Yeah, it's crazy. I know I grew up in Macomb County and Fraser and Roseville, and there was just no chance I was getting down to Bookie's or the Freezer Theater when I was 14 or 15. You might have been, been able to no sneak way. into
1: Todd's, though, at uh, <laughs> 7 and Gratiot.
3: Yeah, it's a little closer, correct.
0: Steve, I have a quick question for you. Sure. Is there a uh, blue wall at the Detroit Free Press? Or the Is Detroit media market, a blue wall. In other words, does the Detroit media favor the University of Michigan, all things over Michigan state, all things as a um, Spartan yourself talking to, by the way, another Spartan here in you know, the studio.
3: Yeah. So Mike and I go way back. We were actually at Michigan state at the same time. I, I, He was the editor of my first, uh, I guess you would call it professional, though it was definitely more amateurish story that uh, ever appeared in publication. So to your question, Sean, of whether there's a blue wall in the Detroit media, um, I don't think that there's a blue wall in the way that um, kind of a lot of most uh, kind of paranoid, angry Spartan fans uh, tend to prescribe that. But I do think you know, there is a tendency for many Detroit media to concentrate more on U of M and provide more coverage. And also, I'll even say, occasionally buy into uh, some of the spin and marketing that comes out of Ann Arbor. So I don't think there's a. I don't think there's anything malicious um, that happens or any pointed that like, hey, let's downplay this in favor of that. But um, I, I think U of M football culture is uh, has uh, made its way into the subconscious of the Detroit media at times. Oh, well, which which uh,
2: which school gets more clicks on their stories?
3: Um, I, I think that it would be. I, I'm pretty. F- fair to say that in most cases overall u of m would drive more clicks that well, sounds like a smart than business decision then than, yeah, than but, msu would but i've heard that,
1: doug car say more
0: football over basketball
1: i've heard doug car say on 97 one that they have when michigan state's doing well michigan's doing poorly they have way more callers to talk about how badly michigan is doing so i think we get more clicks because michigan tends to do worse than the spartans and you can't spell scum without U of M. Yeah,
2: good one. Um, before we let you go, Steve. So I see. Thank you, Steve. I'm going to get back to the Free Press Film Festival. FreePressFilmFestival sure.
0: Yeah, com. let's not
1: talk about the Wolverines anymore.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't want to talk about anything
2: interesting. Sorry.
1: Well, at least you're consistent. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Are you done? Sorry, I'm done. Okay. Uh, now, so I'll be back.
2: So Typically in spring. Now you've 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 kicked minutes. it to the fall of 2021. The 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 next version. Um, yeah, big plans going forward for 2021. I saw there's a special guest already scheduled.
3: Yeah, so we originally were going to have John Cusack at this year's festival. Um, he is appearing at the Masonic uh, Cathedral Theater. The idea with that one is we are going to show that kind of much beloved in Detroit film gross point blank. And then Cusack is going to be here afterward be on afterwards live to have conversation and also do some fan meet and greets. Not possible in 2020. We managed to get it rescheduled to our new dates. The idea behind moving to September from spring, I mean, I think there's there's a variety of reasons we, we're doing it. Um, trying to outrun the pandemic is definitely one of them. I envision next year we will be in theaters. Will we be able to be in theaters in the exact way we were in, say, 2018 or 19 Who knows? We also will maintain some virtual elements of the festival as well so we are we want to go we don't want to do a mini festival in september 2021 we want to get back to the size scope and kind of vitality that we uh had in the previous years uh see people in person and do a lot of stuff not just a handful of things
1: so, so Steve, I, I hope that we, you, cons- you will consider partnering with us again just so we can see whether it's you or us who cursed the film festival. And, and I, I don't yeah. want to be the control group where you, you walk away from the old soul of Detroit there. But I, I just hope we have some theaters left by the yeah. fall of – of twenty, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I
3: really worry for our theater friends. Um, you know, they've they've done a great job trying to keep afloat in the pandemic, but it's just it's just really really difficult when you're constantly getting closed down, and also, you know, Hollywood has kind of turned off the faucet as far as releasing a lot of films, and so it, it's just a really struggle for uh, the theaters around here. And we partner with many of them, so I, I hope not just for our sake, but for their sake, twenty twenty one looks much different.
1: Well we're we're all got our fingers crossed. If you want to find out more about the Free Film Festival, you can go to our website. It's mlsoulofdetroit.com. We'll have some links there and Steve with your permission, we'll throw up a we'll throw up a couple of trailers if that's okay.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Those links will be there for you. And um, and as far as the question of whether we would hope to partner in 2021, yeah, let's. In January, we're really going to start rolling on conversations. So let's get let's get back to where we were before this thing hit.
1: Okay. Now I should tell you when we were meeting before, I did have a cough, but it, it turned out to be oh,
3: nothing. Tr- yeah. No. So, <laughs> Just, do you like I you do remember made? that just you toffing up a storm when we were at we were at that Mexican restaurant in Royal Oak, correct? Yeah, Mesa. Yeah, that super yeah, spreader Red restaurant. Mesa, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I to say that. Jesus
1: See Christ. salsa. They serve salsa and cancer there. I just, well, if, that's if it what is I because of you, no, it's, it wasn't me. I was just, okay. I was just a guest. Never you yeah. tell yourself. So okay, well, hey, thanks, Steve. Best of luck. We will be checking these out, and uh, and really, um, these are great movies. And what the hell else are you doing this holiday season? So, so check them out.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it'll definitely give you something to do. And, again, I'll thank you for having us on. And, again, appreciate the guys, what the job you guys are doing year-round. Um, I really enjoy listening. Thanks,
0: thank Steve. You. Thanks yeah. for coming on.
3: Looking forward to these yep. movies. Thank you. All right. all right. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks. All guests of at ML Solo Detroit
2: receive a 12-pack of Altus Lager.
1: Oh, he loves beer. Uh, I'll drop that 12-pack for you off at the office, Steve, but if, if you don't claim it right away, it may walk away. I just have to warn you. Likely story, always. I I can't wait. Okay, there you go. <laughs> ah, delicious Altus beer. You know, I, w- I was drinking some Altus this weekend, and, uh, and I-, I couldn't help but think that it kind of tastes a little bit like Stella Artois at l- less than half the price. And it's local. Just, just a, a reflection. Just throwing
0: it. that out there. Are you? By reflection the way, can, on a lager. Mark, can I apologize to what? you real quickly? I had to take off my hoodie. I know and, it's very uh, hot, and, and and but it's kind of exposing these wonderful pipes here. Love and, it. And Mike is getting distracted a little bit, <laughs> so I'm just, I just want to toss that out there. I, I mean I, no offense. I think he's still licking his wounds.
1: No, I, I think this is a great time for you to live on TV. Put on your your new Solar Detroit long sleeve T-shirt so people can see this fantastic finery that's now available so and ships can, in time for can, Christmas. So
0: they can see these?
1: Those, those big, those, yeah. No, yeah,
0: these, these things, things here.
1: That's why we wanted you to put on more clothes. To, I know. Uh, that. Yeah, nobody that wants
0: up. to see nipples that face down.
1: No, no. Well, <laughs> I don't know, it depends. Um, uh, so anyways, uh, Steve Byrne, executive director of the Freep Film Festival, let's support that because this is one of the things, this started out, And I have to be candid as something where I thought, you know, what's the free press doing farting around with more stuff like this when they don't have enough people to get the news out. But this thing has become a huge success and it's, it's sort of like the new Detroit free press marathon where people say, "What people want to run 26 miles. Who the hell would want to do that? And now it's a major, major part of our cultural fabric here in Detroit. So let's, let's support this. We would hate to see this thing go away and, uh, you know, And Steve can't even go to Spartan games anymore. So let's give this dude something to do. That Altus isn't going to last very long. Uh, I want to give you an update on, on a, a crazy story that we were talking about last week. Um, as we left the studio, I was planning to wrap up my story on Nicholas John Bobeck half Oh, that's
2: right. Yeah. What a crazy situation.
1: So he's the, if, if you, if you don't remember, uh, in a, in the month or so before the election, I wrote a series of stories in the free press about this guy who changed his name to his wife's name a month before he launched his candidacy for Wayne County circuit court judge. And, you know, he says it's to honor his family and all that her family and all that other stuff, which is a very noble endeavor. Uh, the only thing is his last name happens to be the same name as just about every other judge Mm -hmm. on the uh, Wayne County Circuit Court. So there was speculation that he changed his name strictly to cash in on the popularity of the last name Hathaway. Now, that seems a little cynical to me, but I couldn't help notice that he was no longer referring to himself as Bobek Hathaway, which technically is his new legal name. And so we wrote about that and how that might be a problem for him, and then we found out, that he had uh, some problems early on in his tenure as an employee of Wayne County Circuit Court because some people thought he was not truthful and he was kind of a slacker and we wrote about all these things. And in the end, some folks who thought that he uh, had violated some rules were going to try and knock him off the ballot. They failed and he was elected by 600 votes in a race where the top vote getter got about 30,000 votes. That's really like, I don't know, half a percentage point, something minuscule. And he beat the third-place finisher. This is a this is a race where the top two get the jobs. He beat the third-place finisher by 600 votes. And so the people who thought that he shouldn't have been on the ballot in the first place were preparing to file uh, paperwork to ask a judge to have his votes thrown out because they said he had broken so many rules, that was their contention, that he, um, you know, didn't qualify, could not serve. It's called Quo Waronto. It's a very obscure thing and all this other crap. And that was a story that I was going to wrap up when we left the studio. Well, fast forward to the Wayne County Board of Canvassers. The, fast m- forward? The much more, <laughs> Fast forward? Let's move forward. Okay. To the.
2: Is it the, time for Room 7609? Almost. <laughs> okay, good. Meanwhile, while this was going on last Tuesday, I was just waiting for notes.
1: Oh yeah, but just because the, the Wayne County Board of Canvassers were doing their work, and what they found <laughs> was that Detroit. Oh, there's that cough again. Uh, oh, brave. nice. There's that okay. cough again. Thank you for spreading it. There goes the there goes the salt, Van Arbor. Why don't you put your um, the best ninety up? seconds on podcasting? So um, so the uh, the Board of Canvassers found out that some Detroit precincts had reported zero votes. And so while they were getting ready to fight over whether to certify the votes, they found 12,000 or so votes that had not been recorded. And by the time they factored those votes into the total, Mr. Bobeck Hathaway had lost by Ooh. just over How, how do they lose votes? votes? So massive, massive turnaround there. And we're waiting to see whether he's going to request a recount. I should also tell you that those lost votes... Um, did my my reckoning some good because I was so puzzled how more people in Detroit could vote, but Joe Biden would get less votes than Hillary Clinton. And in a race where there were fewer or at least fewer popular third-party candidates. In other words, if the number of people voting in Detroit went up, the number of votes Joe Biden got should have gone up significantly over the number of votes Hillary Clinton got. Yet, she did he did not do as well as Clinton. Uh, meanwhile, Donald Trump doubled his votes, which is, is, uh, shows where some of those extra votes went. Well, it turns out when you factor in those votes that had not been recorded that were found by the Wayne County Board of Canvassers, Joe Biden actually got quite a few more votes in Detroit than Hillary Clinton. So now everything makes sense, and uh, we have our much maligned Wayne County Board of Canvassers to thank for those people wondering what the hell are these people good for? Well, it turns out they're good for something. And I will say, after seeing their chairwoman, Monica Palmer, at a press conference last Friday where she explained her phone call from Donald Trump and why the board did what it did and so on, so she had some amazing. Shoes on. I'm not a big shoe guy, but she
0: You're not a big shoe guy.
1: Little sparkly rhinestones around her ankle, or maybe they were real diamonds. I don't know. She's from Gross Point. Now uh, the important thing. It was, it was I, a very. It was. It was very much. Well, people were making fun of Gross Point Antifa. We have a, a, a local official who shows up with some of the sparkliest uh, heels I've ever seen.
0: I just want to point out that, and and this is speaking as your brother and uh, somebody who loves you very deeply. If I can hear the dryness in your throat, you're probably taking a little too long to, to get to the
1: point. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I need an Altus myself, Steve. There may be eleven Altus in that box when it, it gets to and you.
2: And I think overall, the point of that was just to say that he was right about uh, the vote counts. Thank you for distilling it, Dan, right, Mark? You is know, that, is that what you, it's about?
1: If you guys did this show, we wouldn't have enough content to hang sponsors on. So. It, <laughs> <laughs> I won't change my mind on anything. method <laughs> to the facts that are set out before me, I'm dug in and I'll never change. nut. Great so. nut. Great so. nut infinity. Great so. infinity plus one. And Mark, I think the point that you were trying to help me make was I was right again. Exactly. Oh, okay, great. So yeah. You're always right. Not always. Some would say I'm left, but on that matter I was correct. My instincts were not off. Uh, my other instincts that were right on was to go to the butchery last week after the show, where I ran into, I would say, one of our loyal listeners, but I'm not sure. He's certainly a loyal tormentor. And that's my friend, and I say that with great uh, generosity, Sean Windsor. But I'm a listener? Oh You guys had a date. That's, that's what nice. I mean. I, I wish you were a listener. You, you, I do listen. You do, I, I love listening to you. We held
0: hands in the butchery last fast week. Fast food. What's, what's no, going no, on? we
1: kept a social distance.
0: But we held hands. Maybe you're trying to deny that. It's beautiful. was
1: beautiful. Anyway, this is a week to give thanks, but we are grateful every week for the support of the Butchery in Sylvan Lake. The Butchery is not just a fantastic family-run business with terrific products. It's a great member of our community. This year, the Butchery sold more than 250 fresh turkeys. That's an increase over last year, and we'd like to think that we helped them with your help. More importantly, they donated 300 Big-ass birds, that's a technical term. If you're not into uh, the meat business, you wouldn't know that, but Chef Dave tells me that is actually a classification. They donated 300 big-ass birds to charity. So those, those turkeys you bought will help those turkeys help some people who are hungry get some turkey. Chef Dave says, we're beyond happy and super thankful for everyone that helps us help others. The butchery also brings people together. Sean and I were there, and Sean was... Checking out some of the fancy stuff. I, I, uh, I, I fancy
0: stuff. I bought a, fr- a a fryer, a whole fryer chicken. You call that fancy?
1: Mm. Well, you were making fun of me for trying to just get some boneless skinless, boneless
0: breast. Nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with them. I mean, you know, put a little barbecue sauce on the cardboard, and you're fine.
1: So anyways. I was, mar-
0: I was trying to steer you to something with a little bit more.
1: Well, yeah. So I heard substance. you. I heard you mentioned something on the show. So Chef Jewelers there. I said, Hey, Sean, did you ever find that Snake River Canyon? Meat you were looking for, and it turns out it was Snake River Farms or something. Snake River Farms. I got yeah, confuse yeah, it confused yeah. with Evil Knievel, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no,
0: g- g- great, <laughs> great, <laughs> great stuff. By the way, no, I, I got a, a whole chicken that was great. Some some nice ground
1: beef. That's the uh, that's the Jake Blues or two a fried nice, chickens. And a, a nice Coke. ribeye, but my pork. favorite,
0: if I can say this real quickly, was an inch thick, at least, b- a beautiful pork steaks, a, a, yeah. a cut of pork shoulder, a beautiful fat cap. I actually marinated it two nights ago in some coconut milk and cilantro and some turmeric, some other things for 24 hours. Grilled it last night put it over some rice with some fresh mint and cilantro and pickled red onions, all this. It was absolutely fabulous. Made a little noc chum, which is a Vietnamese dipping sauce. <laughs> but anyway, what what made Why, it sing... Is sang, that what it's
1: like when I talk? Is it that Yes, yes it is. Yeah.
0: What made really? it sing was oh the God, uh, was the pork steak. So there, I wanted to do an Elrickian <laughs> description of, of a little bit of what the butchery has to offer. Just go to the
2: butchery and buy a lot of meat.
1: Wow, I, I apologize <laughs> to everything for everything good. ever. But yeah, it was really good. It was good stuff. I, I of course took my stuff home and we made sloppy joes <laughs> but, um, but it was good they were good sloppy joes yeah
0: i like your i like your anti-intellectual they were anti-elitist faux anti-elitist uh, bent over there
1: you could have had some of these sloppy joes to keep your strengths up while you were doing all that other shit i
0: like uh yeah making vietnamese street food right you know that's true
1: uh, to so, learn more, uh, uh, visit The fancy. Butchery on Orchard Lake Road uh, or visit their website, thebutcherysl.com or call 248-682-2697. That's 248-682-COWS. At The Butchery, they say, don't just eat meat, experience it. And that's what you did. You experienced it.
0: I did. Delicious.
1: I just ate meat. but It was, it was nice to
0: see you there, too. good meat.
1: So when you go there, make sure to tell ML and Sean... Sent you and get some of that evil can sausage they got there. It's some good shit. So a um, great debate, boy. I'll tell you what. I, I I am very reluctant to pick on a woman who I think had a brain tumor, but perhaps uh, Kelly Stafford deserves a little a little public opprobrium for basically coming across as a whiny rich brat for saying that she wants to leave this dictatorship in Michigan because some of her favorite stores were closed. Uh, is she out of line, or are we are the people who who cracked back on her being too harsh?
2: I, I I disagree with you. I think you're being too harsh, and I and I only say it in the regards of I heard a lot of people say this about a lot of the NBA players, like or Colin Kaepernick. Like, well, if you don't like it, or what do you, what are you complaining about? You make too much money, and you make an, what do you you have plenty of rights. You know you you heard that a lot, particularly about LeBron when that was going on. Well, he's got the voice. He can say what he wants. So she has a voice; she can say what she wants. Just because you're rich and have a lot of money doesn't make your opinion
1: invalid. I don't think that's the issue. I think Oh, I heard
2: that from a lot of. What, what, I felt like that was a lot she, of the
1: commentary yes. after well, she posted that, like, "Hey, you're rich, what are you, you complain yeah. about
2: Karen entitlement,
1: right?" And that was
0: that was the criticism. And, entitlement, yeah. And that's probably not fair. Go ahead, Mike. There's
1: a, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are just going to hate you because you're doing better than them. But I think exactly the, referring to Michigan as a dictatorship when really what's going on here. It's not people trying to be tyrants, but trying to get us through this spike when hospitals are being overwhelmed. Where yes, you may be able to survive COVID nineteen better now than you would have in the spring, but if you can't get into a hospital, you're going to stroke out in the parking lot. I think I think there was a there was a feeling that uh, that she went straight for the Michigan sucks card as opposed to. Everything sucks to some degree right now because we're trying to keep people alive.
0: But she did that too though, right? She sort of acknowledged she that. She did. Should. To me she the did. to me the thing that she walked back and she said this in an apology video uh, later that afternoon that she posted was that she shouldn't have used the word dictatorship, right? She was frustrated because a friend of hers I guess faces the prospect of losing their mm-hmm. business. So it was personal to her. Yeah, so, so it wasn't, it, it so wasn't about because she was all worried those about
1: diamond uh, rings.
0: But that's that not she was talking closes. about. I mean, I don't think that's fair to her at all. And by the way, I agree with Mark. She has every right to
2: say what she she wants. She has a platform. She used it. Here, here's what she bo- walked it back. Here's what bothers me about it. And I think she kind of admitted it is that she it was just a. And this is the problem with social media. A lot of the time, it's just so reactionary. It is. Can you not? Can you just think about what you're going to say? And the response you're going to get from it
0: but we've all done that in fact i wrote a column about that um and her and what happened and look i've said plenty of things in this in this studio you know looking right in mike's uh, beautiful eyes that i would like to take back oh my god and it probably every day it for me. Yeah, exactly we, we all say things except sure. for mike that we regret we regret so you know let her be a, a, a human being
1: Boy, I, right. I, before the show I said, "Do we want to make this our topic?" I don't want to cuz she's hot and you guys are like, "No, we want to tear apart." And now it's you guys are like, well, "If Matt Stafford dies so you can marry her." I think what she did,
2: I think what she did was dumb in that regard because she should have known she was going to get a lot of shit thrown back at her, a lot of attention. This isn't her first go-around with saying something on social media that really bothered a lot of people. But all that being said, I was more upset with the reaction to it. It's like, well, she, she didn't say what she wants to say, especially if you disagree with it.
0: Most of what she said, Mark, was what everybody's feeling. People are tired of it. Yeah, but they don't, want to hear it. they
2: don't want to hear it from a blonde woman. They're tired the wife and of they're an frustrated. NFL player. We're all frustrated. We're all sick
0: of it, right?
2: No, oh, I know. It's, it's
0: just calling Whitmer a dictator, whatever. that That's what, to me, if she hadn't used that word, people would have said, oh, yeah, she's right, and moved on. It wouldn't have been a thing.
1: Well, I, I, for those of us who may be getting a little frustrated being confined in our house, it, it, it is a little rich to hear it from someone whose house is 25,000 yeah. square feet with three pools, a massage uh, I, table, a bocce ball court, um, a a device that allows you to visit other planets. I think that's some of the stuff they had in that house, right? So you can not feel it, claustrophobic it, or, it,
2: or trapped it, if you have money? Is it,
0: that
1: what you're
2: it, saying? And you're right, Emma. Looking at her Instagram, she's been plenty of places, a lot more than I have. So it seems like it's, it is affecting her a little, not as proportionally as maybe a lot of other people. But, you know, she's worried about her friend's business.
1: Well, my problem with what she did, and I, I tweeted about this at Elric E-L-R-I-C-K, and I posted something on Facebook at M-L-E-L-R-I-C-K, is I, I said, basically, let's not beat up on this sort of spoiled brat, but let's use this as an opportunity to highlight some it's, local businesses, as, as you call her a spoiled brat, <laughs> she is a spoiled brat. I'm sorry. I mean, this is a very privileged person. I'm sorry for her health problems. I'm sorry she married a guy who sucks, but he's getting paid a quarter, what a quarter billion dollars since he got to Detroit. This is this has obviously been a torture chamber for them. But any other team would have said, "See ya," a long time ago. But my point it's is, the only decent thing about the, the team. No, what are you talking if about? She, no, he sucks. They suck. That's the deal. But um, when you keep putting pieces around a guy and the pieces don't solve it, it's not the pieces, it's the hub.
0: If you knew anything about football, it, yeah. whatever, move on. Come on. yeah,
1: yeah. I, well, I will admit I don't watch the Lions because uh, yeah, I watched keep, enough keep bad moving. football. I'm not the at, biggest fan of his, Saturday but you're wrong. Uh, yeah. In Rutgers. Yeah. He's way wrong.
0: He's usually not this wrong. But this
1: is an opportunity for people <laughs> to him. do what she should have done, which is say, hey, I'm worried that my favorite businesses and my friends are not going to be here by the time we get through this crisis, that we're all in together. So we should all do what we need to do to make this crisis pass as quickly as possible. So support a local business. So I'd like to suggest, if there's a restaurant you like, if there's a business you like, you go and you purchase a gift card you put some money on your tab so they have some cash flow to get through this next rough patch and i think if she had done that in the first place instead of basically let her privilege stick out so blatantly maybe she wouldn't be the subject of the great debate she'd be this wonderful the bright spot in the stafford family
0: you don't uh, do you give her do you, do you give her kudos at all for the apology
1: yeah anybody who apologizes i it? give credit to yeah yeah, I mean, she showed some grace in the end, which I give her a lot of credit for. And, uh, Sean, I think you wrote in your column something about, uh, she's pretty, so I like her. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Did I no, misread it? I don't really. Yeah, no. no?
2: Oh. I think we can agree on that, though.
1: She's pretty. pretty. Oh, man. Her husband's pretty. long <laughs> awesome. I do that?
3: What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys?
1: So before we get to our geek of the week, I have to tell you about a product that everybody in your family needs. That's the weed whacker. Oh yeah, uh, that that's the nose and ear and ear trimmer. Any hole. And if you're one, well, I just, <laughs> well, let's go sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to get you off track. But yeah. So so here's how you know it's time for Three to the read weed five whacker. minutes, not ten. If if you're eating spaghetti and you can't tell whether spaghetti's coming from your fork or your nose, it's time. For the weed whacker. Here's another thing. This is something that I think Matt Jennings uh, uses when he gets back from the road on date night. Uh, crop mop. <laughs> this is uh, refreshing uh, ball wipes with active pH control. This is uh, this is for those of you who don't have access to uh, to the showers there at uh, at at the uh, fuel stop, the, the depot there. Um, Check these out. You can find them at manscape.com, along with, of course, the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the great personal groomer. You can also find some great two-in-one shampoo and body wash and some other cool products that'll keep you right and keep you tight. Here's the deal: if you buy these and you use promo code ML, you will save 20% and get free shipping. And if you spend a reasonable amount, somewhere in you know the range of 50 bucks and send us proof, just maybe a copy of your receipt something like that, to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. You will be able to zoom into a future show where you can see our pregame and our postgame and be a fly in the wall for this pile of shit that we do every week. You can be a fly right on that dung heap. And, um, and yeah, doesn't that sound really unappealing? we got to come up with a better promo. But that's what we're doing. Uh, if you think you don't want to zoom in but you want to – signed copy of the Kwame Sutra or something like that. Just let us know and we'll, we'll take care of you. Uh, We'd like to keep Manscaped as a sponsor. As you know, uh, our sponsors stay with us because, because they think that you know about them because you know about us. So give them a shout, check them out. And these make great gifts. They ship really fast. And it's kind of a nice way to say to somebody in your family, you're a horrible looking hairy bastard. Do something about it without, without saying it. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. So, what could be what could be sweeter than that? So, uh, this week's geek of the week is. Um, well, I have mine. Uh, does anybody want to go first, or do I get to go first this week? How do you want to do it, Sean? You You're go the first? boss. You're the wow. boss.
2: Yeah, you direct. Who do you want to go first?
1: I, I, I feel so emasculated just from the jump that I just I don't I don't have the confidence to run the ship anymore. So, Sean, want to go first? Okay. Anyways, my choice oh, for Jesus. geek of the week is Raymond Deskins, who was charged with a misdemeanor assault. For breathing forcefully at two women during a protest outside President Trump's golf club in Virginia, where he was golfing while the rest of the country was waiting, Deskins was wearing—and I love the pictures. If you haven't seen the pictures, you can catch this whole exchange. Have you seen the video? And so, yeah, it's pretty—it's pretty funny. Um, he's wearing an inflatable Trump thing-themed uh, ring that. Um, that you uh, – whoa, hey, this isn't the video, is it? It's, no, like no, a that's not it. Kid on life support, so not, not hilarious. Um, at any rate, he's wearing this this rubber thingy that looks like he has a, like a Trump life preserver on. Um, and he's uh, basically sparring with a couple of women who are there to encourage Trump to golf more often, like uh, every day for the next four years. And they told him, step back because you're not wearing a mask Masks are mandatory in Virginia, but not outside. And instead, Mr. Deskins, trying to extend a hand to bring, to trying to bridge this gap between America's where we become so parson breathes on them quite heavily, uh, in which they yell for, there he is. I
2: thought, I will say this, I thought they were being a little. Watching us on Facebook
1: Live, you can see the video. If not, uh, you know, we'll, we'll post a link to it on. Uh, on, on I do think Facebook.
2: the other people were being a little chicken little-ish about it. Acting like they were going to die right on the spot.
1: Well, the thing is... If
2: I, you, I thought both people in this in this video were kind of...
1: Well, let me give you my take on, geek.
2: I'll, on, on I'll these
1: protesters. Up. I've covered enough of these protests where the pro- Trump protesters were being obnoxious and really making no point. And the counter protesters were being obnoxious exactly. and making no point. So I'm I'm all for a pox on both their houses. But this breathing forcefully at somebody, this is sort of the modern equivalent of spitting on somebody during the AIDS epidemic where it's really not cool because you're showing somebody no respect and you are potentially exposing them to a deadly virus. I do got to tell you, I do love the inflatable thing he's wearing. But, uh, but anyway, so that's my Geek of the Week, Raymond Deskins of Virginia. Sean, you want to go? You want me to go? You go. I'll go.
2: You go, Mark. Um, Mine is a family. I don't want to pick on the family too much because they did get COVID, but um, it's the Aragonas family. But my problem with it is they've created a PSA about not gathering because they all gathered on November first and got COVID, and it's just like, wait, we all knew not to gather on November first yet. You guys did, and now you're lecturing us about not gathering. So that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, oh. You just ignored everything until you got it. Now you have to tell
1: everybody. How close are they in the PSA? Are they socially distanced?
2: Well, it's all that. That was the one video that was running. And, you know, they're all, I feel bad for them because they got COVID. But at the same time, we all knew not to gather back on November 1st. And it's just. So you don't like that they're admitting they're wrong? No, I don't want a lecture from them, really. I don't want a PSA from, from them because I've known, We, I think I, most people have known for a long time, yeah, you're not supposed to do what you guys did. I, I, it's I, like people that stop drinking and then uh, yell at you uh, for drinking.
1: My understanding is that uh, on November first, several of them breathed forth forcefully on each other. Was they were they at a wedding or a family reunion? Or you know,
2: it didn't say it was just a family gathering where a bunch of people were visiting. Only four people lived in the house, and they all they all gathered.
1: Okay, so that's 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 Sean. Big finish here. This is your moment.
2: This is the little finish. Look, we all love
1: coming to the studio.
0: We're grateful to Mr. Drew Lane for setting this up Mm -hmm. at this undisclosed location. It's a beautiful setting down here. Occasionally, we have to wander upstairs, (laughs) fight through cigarette smoke, whatever. You
1: you, you sound grateful.
0: I am. I'm incredibly grateful. Nicest guy in the world. You know, I go upstairs. He's listening to Detroit Free Press podcasts. You know what (laughs) I mean? That means he's downloading. Either that or he's subscribing, so that's a beautiful thing. In any case, occasionally, I have to go in and use the restroom. I'm, again, grateful he lets me do it. I go up there earlier today, and I notice just, just toilet it. paper. Oh no, is coming over the top back toward the wall. Oh, I thought it was going to be uh, empty. I, I no. Oh, this is much worse. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out and for a second. I thought, wait a second, the toilet paper comes over the top toward you. That's quite anal of you. That is unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. This is a beautiful setup. I, I they even, fucked it all up by putting toilet paper on the I wrong. Feeling place. he didn't give one thought about it. No, oh, he's in there eating his rice crispy treats, listening to six different a- channels at once, petting life. his dog, it, sprinkling ashes on the on the on the, on the head there, making it look like a diamond necklace. It's great, <laughs> but fix the goddamn toilet paper,
1: boy. And I thought Kelly Stafford was privileged. Okay, I'll go last. I'll go last Wait, next
2: again? week again. Oh, gee, I thought you were going to go last again. <laughs>
4: It's
1: a soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too yeah. soft.
3: I'm going to pretend like you need to to make my dick go soft.
1: Well, I, I think I think Sean and Matt have a secret compact to make Matt look better by having Sean precede him in our geek of the week. <laughs> More investigation. What was your
2: geek of the week? I've already forgotten.
1: More inve- was,
2: What uh, was it, Mark? The guy that mine or his? Oh, his. The guy that coughed on the people. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. but apparently his yeah, shit tickets rotated the right way, so he got off the hook there in Washington County. That was
0: memorable. Yeah, <laughs> keep, keep going, Mike.
1: Before this- we turn to uh, to our erudite uh, professor of all things, uh, once and again, I have to make a confession. And you may not wear this, but my be aware of this, but my Kilpatrick royalties don't kick in until the eighth mention of any combination of the words Kwame Kilpatrick or Pulitzer, and we are way behind this week.
0: I feel like I'm getting trolled here, Mark. This is crazy. So I point this out a year, year and a half ago when we start this podcast. I make fun of him for mentioning it all the time. He stops mentioning it, and now he's mentioning it well, because, I because Luke, we trolled him because it's, a, I guess, a fun thing. I'm using air quotes, sorry.
2: I, I think Luke likes to punish him. I okay.
1: Think, yeah, but, you know, the thing about Luke is uh, he's never made me try and pull down backwards toilet paper, which would obviously be uh, – <laughs> Like having bamboo shoots shot under your fingernails. I mean he
0: used to he used to mention Kilpatrick organically, right? Just you know yes, very, narcissistically, right. really. That's why I'm glad it's in the and, read. And now and now it's it's yeah, it's forced. And I miss the old Mike where it's just all about him and he's mentioning his life's greatest hits every <laughs> five, ten minutes.
2: What can Luke do for us? Well, Now that the market's crossed 30000 the Dow.
1: Luke's a a pretty good guy, but I want to talk about my financial future. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) And and I will tell you, it is looking pretty sweet. Uh, Oh, really? If if you'd like a similar arrangement, you can either get your own damn Pulitzer or maybe call Luke Nowacki with Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. He can help you find a way to wipe your ass properly or to provide for your retirement future so that you can hire somebody to do it.
2: You'll make so much money with him. You can probably just use the money you're making to wipe your ass.
1: Exactly. Or get a bidet.
3: Yeah,
1: there you go. just, just, Just sail right over the whole topic. Just get right to that... That that water fountain for the unsophisticated. But anyways, uh, that financial future may or may not involve reading through Merrill's sex messages at the Anchor Bar. It can start, that better day can start by calling Luke at 248-663-4748. And when you call Luke, whichever way your role flows... He will make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities
0: and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Remember, F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C.
2: Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, and services referenced here
0: are
1: independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Who? Professor!
2: I don't know if he's parked his rig yet.
1: No, no, he's, he's, he's driving, but he, he assures us he has a much better connection. He is now dialing directly through SATCOM, and uh, this should be the crispest connection No, now,
2: now that you set it up like that, it's going to suck. It's going to be a terrible Uh-oh. connection.
4: Yeah, it probably will because uh, <laughs> oh, Verizon doesn't cover every two, two square miles. Okay, what's going on? It sounds oh, like, like shit. Oh, I'm unmuted.
2: Go ahead. Oh, dear. You're oh. fine.
4: Okay. Okay, is that um, it?
2: Good, I'm good really section. sorry,
4: guys. Uh, we need to uh, just give me one more minute. I gotta try
2: and find a place to pull over that isn't on the side of the freeway. Ah, oh, sorry. Well, it's not like we. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, um, every, every it's not we a get, big uh, deal. It's Just the it's show, right? A, yeah.
1: You know, you know who uh, who doesn't take as much time as Matt to get his work done? Uh, who? David Hall.
2: He doesn't. He's, he's very quick he's at what very he does.
1: Fast, except with the ladies when he takes his time. Rates are still at all time lows, and if your current mortgage is above three percent, what are you waiting for? You could be saving money. And currently at Hall Financial, almost 70% of all loans don't require an appraisal. Call Hall Financial today to see if you qualify for a no appraisal loan. And you're going to want to call them quick, too. You you want to call them before Matt's ready. Because if, if for no other reason you do need an appraisal and you don't want to pay for it for the month of November only, Hall Financial is going to pick up the tab. Yes, that's right, folks. They will cover up to $500 of the cost of your appraisal if you need one. Believe it or not, closing times have sped up again. Right now, the majority of loans at Hall Financial are closing in 10 business days, maybe even fewer. Just go to our website and click on the Hall Financial link to get started. Hall Financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention. Matt, are you safe? I am safe. Uh, I don't think I will be
4: hit by anything large, so I think we can get going.
1: Uh,
2: I got uh,
4: my, uh, I got my blinkers on though. So hopefully that won't, you, uh, where away. are you?
2: Yeah. You're just pulled over on the side of the highway. Yeah. What, what highway?
4: On uh, an I-80. Oh, wow. Dude.
2: Yeah, I In
4: I Indiana, you're allowed to stop, uh, for two hours on the side of the road. So. Really?
1: Yeah.
2: Fascinating. Is okay, this going to well, take two hours? Yeah.
1: Let's not, let's not <laughs> test that <laughs> the enforcement there.
4: All right. Well, are we ready?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting Gotta on be you.
4: been waiting. We've been. Re- we,
1: we've had time to try your crop mops here.
4: Ooh, yeah. I know. I've used a few. I feel very clean. Uh, and I'm. You know, I, I wanted to say. Yeah, I never noticed this before, but I've never said hi to the listeners before. I feel like I've been talking to you we guys you this whole time. I should be saying hi to the Red Shovel family. So
1: I'm saying hello <laughs> to you now. We had to wait for that. Oh, I just get, wanted to say hi to them. You know, did, uh, if you would do as, a, could you get back in traffic but not in the truck,
4: <laughs> just like yeah, crisscross I'll the I'll lanes, just frogger it. it? Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay, okay
1: so, I can. I can do this. Uh, well, All right, there's, we'll there's, do there's, it. There's no evidence whatsoever no, okay. to support that statement, but here we go.
4: All right, we're gonna. Here we go. We're starting our lesson now. Two days after the assassination of in JFK, three,
1: Lee, two, one, go.
4: Two days after the assassination of JFK, We're Lee ready. Harvey Oswald was killed in the basement of the Dallas Police Department by local nightclub owner Jack Ruby, who took things a little too far when he thought giving out free shots would help business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh wow! I like that. That was funny. Jack Ruby Happy also day. operated He's- a nightclub in Detroit at one time. Before the title, yeah, Gretchen Whitmer to, closed it down. Why do you have to ruin it? Just a local, little local flavor. Okay, Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I'll take a <laughs>
4: shot any day. Okay, in 1984, in an effort to fight hunger, Phil Collins, Sting, U2, and many others released Do They Know It's oh, Christmas? Yeah.
0: Thank God for the many With, others.
4: Which generated millions for Ethiopia and seasonal affective disorder for
1: everyone else.
0: <laughs> well, these are quick. These are these oh, that's
2: quick, okay. Matt. Okay. These are uh, yeah.
1: Now I I told you before what Morrissey said about Live Aid, right?
2: No, but please do. Or you might have told us and just went in one ear and <laughs> kind of like your Geek of the Week.
0: He Who said, that? Uh, you
1: know, I you he know he I. Said, uh, uh, Go I'm, ahead, Matt. No. I'm not afraid to say that I think Band Aid was diabolical, or to say that I think Bob oh, Geldof yeah. is a nor- nauseating character. He also said he said something about. Uh, well, he feels badly for the, um, for the people of Ethiopia. He doesn't see why their suffering should cause the rest of the world to suffer uh, yeah. endlessly.
2: With a bad song. That's a, that's a good, that was, yeah, good point.
4: That's that fucking
1: hilarious.
2: Steal more of Matt's okay. Thunder.
1: L- let me tell you who you will not run into at the butchery. Uh, Stephen Patrick Morrissey.
4: Oh, yeah, because he's a vegetarian. Yeah. no, we And know. he's from England.
0: Well, they have uh, Rice Krispie Treats there.
1: That's true. They, they do. Oh, speaking of
4: England. Oh, In yeah, yeah, 1987, yeah. at his local market, Gary Glitter found himself oh, in boy. handcuffs after London police charged him with public indecency. Turns out he was just taking advantage of a sweet deal. If you buy two packs of Queen's biscuits, you get a pound
2: <laughs> off. Mark, you get a pound off. I got, no, I got. Uh, what year was that? That was, I don't know. I just picked a year. Oh, I don't okay. Know. All right. So you just made up that whole thing?
4: Yeah, welcome okay. to the fourth wall. I just can't <laughs> believe you didn't laugh at the pound-off. Who uh, does not want a pound-off at a store?
1: I got it the first five times. Yeah, to, just oh, a okay. uh, pro tip. Uh, they didn't going. laugh the first time. The next three times probably. I, I, went to the
4: butcher, I went to the butchery for a pound-off, but all I got was a smacked
1: ham. D- don't Keep going, Don't please. Please. drag our sponsors <laughs> into the tar pit. Finish strong. <laughs> all
4: right, this is the... This is the end of this segment and probably my segment forever. In 2017, cult leader and all-around crazy guy Charles Manson died in prison <clears> at 83. <throat> finally keeping the promise he made two years prior. If Trump wins, I'm moving to hell.
1: <laughs> the an all night party in road
3: seven six oh nine.
1: ladies and gentlemen live from indiana mr matt jennings looking fantastic in his new ml soul detroit long sleeve shirt uh oh he just killed a family just (laughs) both hands on the wheel please that's you they, they could have been listeners but uh, to lighten up the mood, um, we bring you <laughs> lighten up the mood. Yeah. Eagles of Death Metal performing their cover of "Love and Rockets." So Alive. Mark was very. This this uh, this this band bumped out Kirsten Dunst version of "Turning Japanese" because this is a hard history moment that Mark. Well, You, was you, you
2: gave three shoot. options, and I was I was thinking about them. I can't remember what what was the first one again. Orgy doing Blue or- Monday. Yeah, which is that was a very successful song. So. Pretty pretty well known. Um, I didn't know the Eagles of Death Metal covered so alive. But what, what's the first thing you think of when you think of the Eagles of Death Metal? Or at least for me, it is. Anyone? Mike? Anyone? Uh, I think they were, they were not the, as good as Triumph. They were the right. band on stage during the attacks in Paris in November of 2015. Oh yeah, yeah. November of 2015. You're talking five years ago, and I feel like that just date just came and went. Like we don't remember things anymore. Maybe because it's in Paris. That was a pretty big attack. You know, they tried to blow up their soccer stadium. They had yeah, three I think suicide. it was the worst
4: attack in history. What's that? I think it was the worst attack in Paris history.
2: I, you know what? I think you're right. It might, Terrorism. it might have been the biggest one in European soil, bigger than King's Cross, the subway uh, explosion, or Madrid. Had, I think on three eleven is their date. But anyway, it was such a it was such a big event that uh, to me they're just associated with with that event and. and I feel like it just came and went. Nobody really did anything about it. There's a great documentary on. Now it's your turn to sound like Mike. Sorry. I just, I, these things, I don't know, kind of, kind of important. But there's a really good documentary on HBO called The Eagles of Death Metal um, to Our Friends, or it might be in French, whatever that is. I'm sure ML can translate it. About, I knows I mean. No, 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 no. Please don't. <laughs> He's right, though. That is what it is. Um, but it really—it's a fantastic. It will make you like the band even more. So I don't know. I just that—that that was a big event. I felt like it went unnoticed, and it was just a reason to. Well, it's choose a, the Eagles of Death Metal over the other two.
1: It, it is a reminder of that's very nice. What a shitty run we've had over the last ten years. That something that we'd be commemorating almost yeah, every year. It's like. You. Oh, yeah, well, was that a bigger deal when the guy drove through the crowd in Marseille or when they sawed somebody's head off in the church? Or sure, I mean, the berlin Christmas attack. The, the, Yeah,
0: the, the yeah. guy in the
2: van, right, just started plowing people over yeah, on the he, sidewalk? He, he was an incel, yeah. I mean, there's just there's, you're right, ML, there's just so many of them, but this was a... Like, I vividly remember where I was when I found out, and I, I don't know. I just thought it was a, a big deal that everyone just seemed to forget.
1: Well, as as someone who lived briefly in Paris, I can't believe the Eagles of death metal got booked into any venue in the City of Light. But uh, but while we mention their connection to death, we're very pleased that they can emphasize the positive with a little song called So Alive. Idea. the Fuzz Box is working overtime. Not exactly the most metal version of a song you've ever heard. I love it. But a very, very distinctive take on Love and Rockets, So Alive. I actually saw Love and Rockets perform So Alive at the Fox Theater in 1989. And the Pixies were opening up for them. The Pixies were terrible! Really? And I I gave them a very harsh review in... (gasps) The newspaper I started in college, where Mr. Byrne got his start as well, and I was pilloried by fans of the Pixies. Uh, Doolittle had just come out, and everybody loved it, as they should. It's a great album. And people were killing me. And then we all drove through a blizzard to see the Pixies at St. Andrew's Hall several months later, and... They sucked. Black Francis stormed off the stage. He was getting shocked by his microphone. It's a little moody. He was still in his full bastard mode, and people left that venue saying, "Oh my God, I think we're never going to make it back to East Lansing alive." And you were right about the Pixies, but uh,
0: you're always right. It just th- <laughs> takes some time for some people to realize that.
1: Eventually, the world catches up, Sean. Pretty Eventually. much. It's going to take you a little while longer, but you'll get there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm ahead of the curve, you know. You're always right. But so that's our, uh, our final installment of New Wave Covers by Non New Wave Bands, which turned out to be an incredibly popular segment. In fact, we've had so many outstanding nominations that we will never get to them all. So we will revisit this like in, immediately. The, in the future. We've just done two months.
0: Yeah, why, why stop something people like?
1: Yeah, because they'll come back for more. It's called a tease. You know what? Oh, so we're <laughs> going
0: to be like the McRib instead of the Big Mac. If they like that, Boy, wait to For a guy who's so
1: into good eating, you just mentioned the Big Mac and the McRib in the same sentence. I love them both.
0: What's and I, yeah, yeah but my wrong favorite those?
2: is the filet of fish Come on, man. I, oh, my just, God. i eat all three right now. Exactly.
0: In fact, I'm going to stop on the way home <laughs> after I get some stuff at the butchery, of course. If, if you ever get out of here. So I can eat home. Yeah. Did,
1: did you know that uh, <laughs> originally the publishers of Moby Dick suggested they call it filet of fish no, I did not know that. You may have, you may have. Remember that, that from last in a history lesson. In any case, so episode, you're you're going to treat this
0: fabulous little segment like the McRib or the Shamrock Shake, and it's only going to come around once. If you once liked every- what he did for Covers Month, just wait to see what's in store in December. Yeah, but you you That's know right. you try to recreate a McRib and it doesn't work.
1: Uh, I think everybody who re who has a McRib recreates it about an hour later, and the toilet paper is backwards. Man, what's with the McRib hatred? It's I don't do fast food as... as, as oh, what whenever, a snob. ...ever possible. I try snub. McRib
2: is amazing. Thank don't you. Don't ever say anything bad about it. Thank you, Matt.
0: It. You're making fun of me because I make, you know, a pork, grilled piece of pork on rice. Exactly.
2: Come
1: on. You know what I prefer? The Wagyu The Wagyu McRib. Yes, that's you don't, you
0: don't even know what <laughs> w- he does. That's <laughs> great. Yeah,
1: isn't that when they when they bombed Nicaragua? Was that Wagyu the tail? <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's okay. entirely what it is. Central yep. America. Just tell you know
1: what the just marbling. Tell them, yes, oh the marbling. Oh my god, the marbling. I I'm marveling. Oh well, 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 wait, you don't I'm, you, you, I'm rag on that, on you rag on that
2: You rang on that, but then you diss fast food too.
1: No, I I love really good food, and he I love eat. people who can it's make fuel. it. It's just. I, just, I don't know. I just... You okay, know. How, how
2: about this? How about
0: this? Popeyes or Kentucky Fried Chicken? Mm.
1: You making fun or you praising the McRib <laughs> is like having Popeye- a sophisticated woman like Paris Hilton make a porno. It just doesn't make sense. It would never happen.
0: So now I'm Paris Hilton. Popeyes yeah, or Kentucky Fried certainly Chicken? certainly didn't work for... Her.
1: Oh, wait a minute. That did happen.
0: Yeah, and it worked really well All right, let it. me ask you again. Damn it. Popeyes or Kentucky Fried Chicken? No. Uh,
1: Neither. Oh my God! If
0: you would have said churches, that would have been the right answer. But I'm just saying, Pfizer, <laughs> Kentucky, Chicken function. Shack. <laughs> okay, fine. That's a, a a beloved institution somewhere up here in Whiteville. I get that. What? <laughs> what the- Actually, that was for that was for It's racist that, towards me. It's incredibly racist. The, the,
3: the <laughs> no, right
1: okay. answer for okay. Sean is are. a uh, a burned out building no one's ever heard of where somebody's <laughs> dipping chicken in some baby oil that's been on fire. Church's chicken is is yeah. You know where you really need to go. You need. Well, I mean, clearly it's
0: Popeyes, big but Stinky's hidey hole of chicken. If you can't and good go fixings. to churches. That's that, that's the original awesome fast food chicken, fried chicken. I like Popeyes.
1: I, I go to several churches on Sunday.
0: Do you like the red beans and rice at Popeye's Mark? Yes.
1: Okay. I thought. So. What about the green
0: beans? Um, God, so it's much. been for forever.
2: I don't. They're green beans. Can you really mess them up that bad? Yeah, you can. But, oh, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm just amazed, though, that Mike wants to kill the most popular thing we've done. Thank you.
1: Uh, I think the most popular thing in this show is when I say, Cyrus, take us out. But will get there soon enough, I promise. So, because I do believe... I am sorry,
0: you weren't talking, so you got bored.
1: I I do believe in Vox Populi, so I would like to suggest that you reach out to us for December and tell us whether you would rather we do a month of new wave Christmas tunes or we get back to playing obscure new wave acts that you wish you'd known when they were touring, or new wave tunes by by successful new wave acts that you never heard the tune. So here's your choice. New wave Christmas tunes next you just, month.
2: You just gave us the three choices.
1: <laughs> or, no, 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 we, no.
2: This
0: isn't well, a game it's, show. It's
1: binary, because one of the great new wave bands that you've never heard of is Martha and the Muffins. And we'll either do new wave Christmas tunes in December, or we will get back to playing... Hidden, as as buried, new wave gold <laughs> with uh, Martha and the Muffins. So let us know at uh at, at gmail.com. Send your emails to detroit at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 313-288-9070 and leave a message. That's 313-BUTTERFIELD-89070. Zero, And we appreciate your support of Room 7609. One way to show your support of Room 7609 is to buy one of our super groovy Room 7609 keychains. They're super cool. They're super cheap. They make great gifts. And uh, they're so much fun. You should buy a couple because someone will definitely steal yours when they see it. Um, We want to thank those of you who support the show by donating. This week we have two of our stalwarts, two of our, our rocks Frank, the pride of Northwestern Tech, and Kristen, who donated, uh, I will report that no one claimed our ten dollars off coupon for Real Oyster Cult, but uh, <laughs> that's expired. I'm sorry, that's off the table. Uh, Mark, how can people with big hearts and deep pockets give to our modest little endeavor?
2: Uh, through your PayPal, go to mlsoladetroit.com, and there's a donate button. Take your connect your PayPal account, yep, just and then we'll drain it.
1: That's right, just just whatever. No no amount is is too big. No amount is too small. Uh, the holidays are coming up. If you want us to record a message for somebody you love, you know, send that in the notes portion of the PayPal uh, device. Um, you can also help our show by contacting our sponsors to let us to let them know they're not wasting their time and their money sponsoring the show. So please let them know. And again, the Manscaped deal, go to manscaped.com, buy whatever they got. They make great gifts, they ship super fast, and they will ship free, and you'll get 20% off if you use promo code. ML. Now, uh, you saw Matt at the side of the road with his super groovy long sleeve T-shirts. We also have hoodies, and we have winter caps in. They are on our website. That is actually not our website, but the Red Shovel Swag website. Mark, what what, what is the name of that? Drew and
2: Mike Store. Drewandmikestore.com.
1: So, Drewandmikestore.com. You can also get uh, deals on our masks, gaiters, keychains, T-shirts, hockey jerseys, stickers, and autographed copies of the Kwame Sutra. Any one of them are a great gift for whatever occasion is coming up, and they will ship in time for Christmas, for Kwanzaa, for Hanukkah, and, uh, you know, Atheist Holidays, so too. Yeah, it's they, almost Christmas this show's going on so long. They always get there in time for the Atheist Holidays. Thank um you. Please subscribe to the show. Please share the show. Please rate the show. And please... Love the show. But if you hate the show, let us know, too, because we won't be shy about sharing that. We have 538 ratings. The average is 4.8 stars. Uh, this week, I checked the mailbag, yeah. and we got the following feedback. You're receiving this email because we're updating the YouTube Terms <laughs> of Service terms to clarify our terms and provide transparency to our users. These changes shouldn't significantly alter your access or use of the YouTube service. So we do appreciate that feedback. Uh, keep it coming. It's all good stuff. Uh, Mark, any any voicemail? I didn't check it. More, more, uh, more insubordination. Um, uh, quick program notes. We are still waiting to hear back from State Rep. Karen Witsit, who he said Kwame Kilpatrick would be freed.
2: You won't ever hear from her until she claims that he's out again. Okay,
1: We're still waiting on. for Kwame Kilpatrick to be freed. And I will tell you there have been a couple of uh, rumors since the last time we reported on Kwame Kilpatrick not actually being freed when they said he was going to be freed. And we do know who our president will be. Patty P is not happy, but we hope that she'll give us a, a second chance. Uh, also, my mom asked me to stop talking about how old she is, and she also offers that Lincoln was a much better president than Trump, which is why she voted <laughs> for him twice.
0: Uh,
1: how is Sean doing? Sean, what's, how are you doing?
0: I'm just going to introduce a quick new segment. I just want to run down Mark, if you'll if yeah, you'll allow me. Sure. The words that Mike used today.
1: Uh, 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 this segment is brought to you by Epicure. Yeah, uh,
0: by my God. count. Well, look, look, not by, not by my count, but the ones that stood out to me today were erudite. Mm-hmm. I think that was in reference to Mr. Matt Jennings, uh, binary, which was completely uh, worthless and useless. A which isn't a bad word. There's one other I can't he think about, lat- but, but we're going to do this at the end of every show moving forward. I'm going to yeah. try to run down some of the some of the words in his enormous vocabulary.
1: What was your Latin phrase? Uh, Recipso locator?
0: There we go. No, there's was there
2: was a French. A French-
0: I know
1: I mean.
2: Well, I had him okay. translate that one, so that's, that's my true. fault. So but there was okay. you, there, you did. Ref- there was a Latin phrase, I think, right after uh, Matt's segment. And there was one other uh, one. my Coke. Well, the point is they're so great we
0: all remembered them. We do. We do. And rather than talk about what I'm going to do, I because I love you so much, I want to take this couple of minutes I have to talk about you and your vocabulary, which is,
2: you know. We we're giving thanks
1: for it. Exactly. Lovely, lovely exactly. vocab. Exactly. I, I uh. I, I would be uh, I would be humbled if uh, if I didn't feel like I was being mocked.
2: You're not. You're not. We're just rebuilding you after the horrible start. You yeah. exactly.
1: Well, to those who assume uh, good language, I would just encourage you to keep listening. And uh, there's other things you can listen to too.
0: Oh, what am I up to? I'm going to get a McRib. <laughs>
1: sure. No, they're not out right now. Well, I would just suggest that if you do get a mcrib, that toilet paper may be exhausted so quickly you can place it on the roll the proper way.
0: Oh, that'd be nice.
1: So, um, please it was a little listen- too far
0: to lean over, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. It's hard to lean over. The older you get, the the, the, the gut extends out, extends out. You know, I'm,
1: I'm still trying to recover from the visual earlier in the show of you uh, donning our fine new swag and perhaps uh, uh, gracing our viewers with uh, a bit of. Sean flesh, which is also nicely marbled, I must say, and and very closely shorn, thanks it's to the it's lawnmower three point oh. Pretty white, so uh, actually,
0: um, alabaster. If if I can use an Arican word, uh, it's uh, you may. Thank you. It's just he's your, thinking of a way. It's, to it's, top. Okay, we Cyrus. Where's yes, Cyrus, please.
1: It's within my purview to allow you to. Okay, uh, oh, there, there, oh, there you go. Elevate your diction. It took
0: him. It took him about <laughs> ten seconds, but but still, it's good. It's good.
1: So, you know, if if you got nothing better to do why not check out Charlie Duff's No News, no BS <laughs> News Hour, uh No Filter Sports with Eli, Denny, and Bob, as one of our listeners called it, the sports ball show. <laughs> and uh the Drew and Mike podcast is always worth your while. And uh, even if they don't quite know how to hang some shit tickets in the bathroom that they've so kindly made available to people who eat the McRib. Uh, next week we may have a special guest. We're hoping to have Ben Blackwell join us. He is the business brains behind Third Man Records. He also created Cass Records way back in the day just as vinyl was like what's with vinyl? This dude was way ahead of it. He's one of the drummers for the Dirt Bombs and he'll be talking to us a little bit about uh the great new release by the White Stripes, their greatest hits. So look for Ben next week. We hope to have him on there unless we have some big crazy news happen in which case we'll take you behind the scenes as we always try and do here on ML's Soul of Detroit. In the meantime, and I feel like I should have said this an hour and 17 minutes ago, Cyrus, kindly Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Thanksgiving Day is upon us. I haven't finished eating my Halloween candy. The guests will be here pretty
2: soon. Please get ready to help serve them. the biggest bash of the year!